Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the 13th chapter of Luke and in the middle of a particular episode with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to go back and read the four verses we looked at yesterday and uh, then continue on with it. You remember what happened? Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, the 10th verse says, then verse 11. And there was a woman who for 18 years had had a sickness caused by a spirit and she was bent double mm-hmm. and could not straighten up at all when jesus saw her he called her over and said to her mm-hmm. woman you are free from your sickness and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made erect again and began glorifying god now just remember what happened here we saw something that often the church rejects today Okay, the church rejects that sickness can be caused by a spirit. Now, I will I will agree that quite often we go from one end of the uh, pendulum to the other. Some people will say that all all sickness is caused uh, by disease. Well, that's not true because our bodies wear down and they break down. Okay, other people will come and say that there is no sickness is caused by a spirit or anything that we know better nowadays. That we're scientific. That's not true either. You see in the scripture that there are those that were sick with something and that needed medicine. I mean, the greatest example is with uh, Paul. He told Timothy, he said, hey, take a little wine for your stomach problems, <laughs> right? And then Paul also said that he had a physical problem, and that physical problem came about because of a messenger of Satan, <clears throat> a messenger of Satan that had been sent into his life. And so we see a woman here who had been like this for 18 years with a sickness caused by the Spirit. She was bent over double and couldn't straighten up. Jesus calls her over and says, woman, you're freed from your sickness. And he lays hands on her, and immediately she's made erect again. Not a few hours later, not a few moments later, but immediately. Immediately she's made erect again. Immediately she glorifies God, and then the next verse tells us what immediately happens because you know it's coming. But, let's <laughs> beginning in verse 14, but the synagogue official, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, began saying to the crowd in response, there are six days in which work should be done, so come during them and get healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Don't you just love that religious mindset? Don't you just love that smarmy mindset, that arrogant mindset? This thing, oh, well, we're being religious today. Today's a Sabbath day. The day is today when we put on even greater garbs of religiosity. There's six days to do work. Healing somebody like this is work. Well, really, if you could have done it, why didn't you do it? (laughs) That's why he's frustrated. That's why he's mad. That's why he's indignant. That's why he's saying, well, you can come get healed one of those six days, but not on the Sabbath day. He was terrified is what the issue was. The religious rulers just didn't know what to do with this. Verse 15, but the Lord answered him and said, oh, the Lord knew exactly what to do with it. The Lord knew what to call him, and he called him by name. Are you ready? He said to them, 
you hypocrites. That's all it is, folks. They were just hypocrites. Professing one thing, doing another thing. Saying one thing, believing something else. You hypocrites, Jesus said, does not each one of you on the Sabbath day untie his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead him away to water him? So Jesus is saying what? Here is the hypocritical situation. You go water your ox, you go water your donkey on the Sabbath. Well, what's the hypocritical part? What Jesus is about to say in verse 16. And this woman, a daughter of Abraham as she is, whom Satan has bound for 18 long years, should she not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? Man, what are you going to do with this if you're a religious ruler, right? Jesus is saying this, you hypocrites, you deal with the basic needs of your animals on the Sabbath. You give them water, and you don't consider that to be work in meeting the basic needs of your animals on the Sabbath. How much more so this woman, and then this a daughter of Abraham as she is? You know, you have that whole thing that's going on uh, with the first temple, I mean the first century of uh, the women still being looked down upon is not equal with the men, okay? And even the Jews believe that. And Jesus says what? No, she's a daughter of Abraham. We read about sons of Abraham all the time. Boy, the Jewish leaders are really, really proud of the fact that they were sons of Abraham. But Jesus says she's a daughter of Abraham. And then he gives us even more insight. He says that a spirit had done this, had caused this sickness, now Jesus says, whom Satan has bound for 18 long years. <clears throat> I wonder if there's something significant about that 18 years and then 18 long years. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I feel sure. I mean, I've actually read a couple things uh, where, you know, people always want to take numbers and make something out of them. The, I, the whole idea is it had been, folks, a long time. It had been nearly a generation. In the scripture, you see a generation being sometimes 20 years, sometimes 40 years, sometimes 100 years. depends on the context. Nearly a generation. And then Jesus asked this loaded question. Should she not have been released from this bondage on the Sabbath day? Would this not be the day to set her free from the bondage of sickness sent by Satan? Think on that. Sickness sent by a spirit that comes from Satan, would not the Sabbath day be the day to set her free? Really, every day would have been the day to set her free, but much more so the day that we're sitting here before the Most High God. The last verse, verse 17. And Jesus said, as Jesus said this, all his opponents were humiliated. Uh, you know, I thought, well, I wonder what that word means, that Greek word humiliated. You know what it means? Humiliated. Even more so, it means to be put to shame, to be disgraced. They were disgraced. <coughs> they were humiliated. They were put to shame, not because of evil that Jesus spoke, but because of the truth that he spoke that revealed their evil. Now watch this. The entire crowd was rejoicing over all the glorious things that were being done by him. 
So you have the religious rulers that were being humili- humiliated by the truth, by the fact that they thought it was more important to give heed to their interpretation of the law than it was for a woman to be set free from a satanic attack that had lasted for 18 years. The crowd saw all the way through this mm-hmm. thing. The crowd was rejoicing over this, uh, and they knew what it was. It was a glorious thing that had been done, a thing that brought forth glory from the Lord Jesus Christ upon this woman to the people, glory of the Most High God. She, standing erect before them, had been set free. We really have a choice, folks. Which are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the smarmy, snarky mindset of the religion that's saying, oh, well, this is what our founders said. Uh, This is what our denomination believes. This is what our 800-page book of how we get along says. Or are we going to rejoice in the glorious things and allow the glorious things of the Most High God to manifest themselves in and through us? Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.